This podcast features three supposed adults who definitely use adult language. They're also supposedly writers who are definitely not procrastinating by making this podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to No Bad Ideas, the storytelling game show where we take the worst ideas from the internet and try to turn them into stories that are actually good. My name is Gabriel Urbina, and I am your first Bad Ideas host. My name is Sarah Shackett. I'm your second Bad Ideas host. And my name is Zach Valenti, your third Bad Ideas host. And today we have the return of the queen. Sarah, you returned to us after a momentary absence in our previous two episodes. Yes, I'm so sad that I missed the last two episodes. Um... Fortunately, you had the best people in the world to be there instead, a.k.a. the Sugdens and Megan Huang. So I thought you were about to say that you were sorry that you were back. Like, you know, like every time that I think I've finally escaped, they pull me back in. Oh, I know there's no escape. (laughs) I'm stuck here forever. I've made my peace with that. (laughs) Well, we're excited to have you back and we're excited to do two brand new bad ideas in just 10 very short minutes. Sarah, you've got our first bad idea for today? I do. I do have our first bad idea. Uh, Courtesy of uh, CNN World News, specifically CNN The Philippines. Okay. I picked this because there's some ideas that, like, regardless of where you hear something, you're like, there's a story behind why you're saying this. Um, So this this is what I bring to you, that there is a lawmaker in the Philippines who wants ghosting declared an emotional offense. Wow. No, this is a good idea. I'm I'm in favor of this. I just want to know what the punishment is. <laughs> so a lawmaker in the Philippines has filed a bill seeking to declare an act of ghosting or ending communication with someone without explanation a form of emotional abuse. Wow. Let me guess. He's been online dating. <laughs> Let me guess. He's been trying to sell shows to companies. Oh, gosh. Um, so in House Bill number 611. That, that was real. That came from a very real place. Um, so the, the bill was released in the media on Tuesday. Um, so Representative Arnolfo Tevez Jr. said ghosting causes trauma as it develops feelings of rejection and neglect. Like if you're trying to sell shows to people who won't give you money. Um, That's right. In in an interview with CNN Philippines, the final word on Wednesday, Tevez also explained that the emotional abuse caused by ghosting is detrimental to the nation's productivity. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's what I'm saying. I'm telling you, man, this guy's been dating and it's not going well. (laughs) Here is the key, though. The lawmaker said, if you're a worker that is not in a good state of mind, your work will be affected because you have been ghosted. He added, though, that he did not indicate any proposed penalty Hmm. as he needs to consult his colleagues to further refine the measure. For me, the offense should not be heavy. We can impose a penalty of community service for offenders to realizing to realize that ghosting is not right, Tevez said. This person has also filed a controversial bill pushing for renaming the country's main gateway, uh, Ninoy Aquino Airport, 
to Ferdinand E. Marcos International Airport. Hmm. Um, Not stop ghosting me, Suzanne Airport. I mean, that would be better, I think. Um, (laughs) And in filing that bill, he wrongly claimed that the air hub uh, which was previously called Manila International Airport, was constructed during the late dictator's presidency. So he perhaps was ghosted by a historian at some ooh, point. Oof. So I'm going to put 10 minutes on the timer. I just love the idea of a legislator trying to get rid of something that is as awful and yet as endemic as, as petty and the, uh, yeah, yeah, no, this is yeah. fascinating. All right. 10 minutes. Yeah, like there's strong who hurt you, man, like energies to this. Incredible who hurt you energy. <laughs> yeah, th- this has like the strong sort of Trumpian vibes of just like, man, I've been trying to put myself out there all weekend and nobody's getting back to me. Right, 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 we right. really mm-hmm. had a connection, I thought. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether this is better as like his colleagues all coming together around him being like, bro, you've got to let Suzanne go. It's, she's just not worth it. Or whether, you know, it's it's worth speculating on on living in a society that um, has made something like ghosting a crime. No, see, I want to go bigger. I want to sort of like follow uh-huh. like from the original heartbreak mm-hmm. all the way through to like this man's like, you know, presidential run in sure. order to be able to like get his anti-ghosting agenda through. And I think that, like, you know, the way that I imagine it, it's you open on the movie, this guy, he's a young kid, he's sitting at a bar, uh, mm-hmm, he could be played mm-hmm. by any actor, let's just call it Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> he's there, sitting at a bar, waiting for his date, he's waiting, uh-huh, he's uh-huh. waiting, he's texting, he's waiting, he's texting, there's a distinct lack of snappy back and forth dialogue because nobody's there, and we just hang on that for 10 minutes until he just, like, lets out this weary sigh and gets up and leaves the bar. And after that, it's how he like changes his major to political science because he's like, it may take me 20 years, but this will never happen to another person ever again. You'd have to keep Aaron Sorkin in a cage to shoot that scene. <laughs> I love it. We're talking it. about the social network, everybody. Yes. Just, yeah, so, yeah. We're, just so we're all clear. Alternate pitch. Please, Alternate please pitch. Take inspired, me away from this. inspired by this. So what if instead of like running for office to get this done, mm-hmm. we sort of run with the like petty dictator becomes increasingly petty. Mm-hmm. We get sort of a snowball of it starts with no ghosting and just quickly becomes, you know, OK, time to TikTok dance for my birthday. And my right, birthday right, is every right. day. Right. Where the uh, where you where you friend someone and it comes with a set of obligations that are slightly more ironclad. Basically, the head of some nation decides Tom from MySpace can hold my fucking beer because everybody's mm-hmm. about to be my friend. <laughs> it's the right, law. Right. Right. Um, and, you know, and like it can kind of keep escalating and sure. like, you know, and I think that you're kind of focused on the two advisors to the president or whoever it is as they're watching this and being like, when do we intervene? Because, you know, like he gets ghosted by someone, passes a new law, no ghosting. And it's like, okay, that's a shitty thing that people do. It's maybe a little eccentric to like make it a crime, but sure, whatever. But then next week, it's like, you know, uh, my friend requested Brian and it's been five hours and he hasn't gotten back to me. It's now against the law to like not respond to a friend request in more than three hours. And they're (laughs) like, uh, 
Your Excellency, maybe he's working. Maybe he's on vacation. Maybe he forgot his phone. And that's like, nope, don't care. Three hours. It's now the law. And so now people need to be waking up in the middle of the night to check their Facebook to see if they got Mm -hmm. a friend request. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of like, you know, every week or so, there's a new thing that is like, oh, this caused a like minor little bit of friction in the emperor's clothes. So now it's everybody's problem. This feels like, did you guys read like, children's books like very very short novels about like kids becoming the president or kids going back in time to like become the kings of england and stuff like that i'm trying to remember the titles but i remember in like third and fourth grade there was like a set of these books where like Uh kids run for office or like have an adult roles and so the this dictator that you're describing feels very childlike so i wonder if maybe to put it on its head of like you're you're following um this person's family and like the 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 dictator's solution is to create laws so people don't do this but the kids are like no that's that's dumb there's actually a, another way to handle this i don't know i'm just throwing that out there no you saying that made me realize that it, what we're describing is very um what's the name of the twilight zone episode where it's like the kid that is omnipotent and oh, he can shit. do whatever he wants and the that's moment that right. somebody doesn't do what he says he can like disintegrate them or send yeah, them to the cornfield or whatever it is herald in the purple crayon um, kind of a vibe yeah it's yeah, um i'm forgetting like it's, a, it's a good place it's a good life something like that yeah Some, yeah um but yeah strong vibes of that it's a good life it's a good it's, life it's a good that's life it, it's a good yeah. life that's what it is yeah, thank yeah, you yeah. thank you thank you yeah so i think that there's again a couple of different angles here because you know there is of course the like you know uh autocratic emperor of wherever donia just passed away, his hormonal 14-year-old son is now the autocratic ruler of wherever Donia. Yeah. And, you know, and then it can really be like, you know, we're renaming the airport to Why Don't You Like Me, Kathy Airport, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it is a hormonal 14-year-old kid. And then a hormonal 14-year-old kid in like Princess Diaries fashion, who like maybe didn't grow up that way, but I now... was just about to say that, exactly, yeah. yeah. Like someone who has had 14 years of got, of being beaten around and mm-hmm. not being paid attention to. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden he gets handed the keys to like a European state. Right. And yeah. And all of a sudden it is. How do you like me now, Jimmy? Uh, or whatever. It feels a little bit like it's been done. So I don't know. Like, like yeah. it is very Princess Diaries. But like the, the negative version of that. I guess so. Like, that's the twist of like, this kid is not on Hathaway. He's Joffrey from Game of Thrones. Right. And so far, he's been powerless and hasn't been able to like take out his like wildly sadistic tendencies on anyone. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, it's gotta be in Game of Thrones terms. It has to be Arya, right? It has to be hmm. someone who like we've been following and they have been justly wronged. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. it's what they do with the power that's interesting sure okay okay i can get on board with that and you you sort of slowly see how it turns and then the the question is whether their friends are going to be able to pull them back from the brink or whether they just become a power bad sociopath right 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 right, right, right. The smacks of uh, facing the crowd oh the alien kazan oh, sure right with uh what was it andy griffith or something i think so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just a movie. Movie. Mm-hmm. country mm-hmm. bumpkin type guy gets discovered by the radio person and next thing you know yep. he's on tv and he's so popular he's never not gonna be popular everyone loves him he could never get them to not love him if he tried until yep. Ooh. right yeah right. oh that's a great that's a great pull zach that's a really good thing to bring into this yeah 
about a minute 40, by the way. No, that's that that's actually really good of like maybe like this person's the the king or queen or whoever they're inheriting this throne from was horrific, like mm-hmm. just like really fucking hated. And so it's a little bit of kind of like, kid, don't worry, just like get on the throne, put your feet up, do whatever the fuck you want. Trust us. Like, you know, if you don't get us involved in a war with Belarus, like, you know, you're not going to be as bad as like your dad. So don't even worry about it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And for a little while, they are treasured. Um, but then it gets more and more eccentric. Well, with a minute left, how does it resolve? I mean, definitely they're, you know, gruesome, gruesome uh, death by <laughs> assassination. Yeah, exactly. Uh, by the state, by assassination, uh, yeah. a coup. Love a coup. Whatever they did to their predecessor gets done unto them, I would imagine. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they, if we want to, they're still a little kid and we want to be kid gloves a little bit, they get taken out of power and they're much happier for it. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. This could be dark. Don't, don't we, let me we ruin it, it for, for you. The director's cut. Well, I mean, like, I think that the way that you would do it is you hear that they're early in the movie. They tell them your dad died of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And so they inherit the throne. They're 14. Most of the movie is them being 14 and an asshole. In the last 10 minutes, there's a montage of the next 10 years as they continue to be assholes. But they're now like 25 or whatever, when all of a sudden assassins like you know, burst down the door, hold them down, poison them. And then the movie ends with the announcement of, oh, no, the new king or by now not so new king has died of a heart attack. How sad the implication being right, that exactly right. what Zach said of like, you know, they were they have been assassinated in the same way that their uh, predecessor was assassinated. Well, Matters of the heart. Time. So uh... I'm glad that we didn't break the cycle of violence. <laughs> Just perpetuated. That's great. Oh, man. <laughs> to be clear. Ghosting is terrible, and it would be great yes. if there was some mechanism to n- make it not happen. But also, there the, the are too many laws. The state maybe does not need to and be the involved. State, yeah, yeah, shouldn't be involved. <laughs> Just don't be a dick. The second it becomes like, uh, what is it in Singapore where gum is illegal and like punishable by caning or something? Wait, really? Something I think that's wild. A, I'm not, that may be like that an urban legend that, at this point. I remember explicitly leaving my gum at home when I traveled to Singapore. <laughs> there was a famous case of like a U.S. teenager who got caned in Singapore for some like littering of, uh, offense, like in the 90s. Like, I remember that that happened. I don't know if that's still the law wow. or like exactly. I'm sorry. I, I fact check on Wikipedia. I know that's maybe an oxymoron. Um, uh, <laughs> no, but, but it's what we have the, the budget for. Truth. The sale of chewing gum in Singapore has been illegal since 1992 and since 2004. Wow. An exception um, has existed for therapeutic, dental, and nicotine chewing gum, sure, which can be sure. bought from a doctor or registered pharmacist. It's not illegal to Man, chew like, gum in Singapore, you... but it's against the law to import and sell it. Apart from the oh, aforementioned exception. Interesting. Okay. Damn, okay. I regret wow, not bringing wow, wow. all my gum. Yeah, bro. You could have. You could have been chewing up a storm. I could have died on chewing gum. Just choked in <laughs> a whole one. Uh, all right, guys. We're gonna we're gonna read up a little bit more about these um, Singaporean uh, gum laws. But once we're done with that, and after these quick messages, we're gonna be right back for another no bad ideas segment.
Hey there, Zach Valenti here with this quick message. Want to write great fiction podcasts but don't know where to begin? You're not alone. Join Wolf 359 creator Gabriel Urbina on a guided tour of his own journey into understanding audio. In this Crash Course webinar, Gabriel will retrace his steps and revisit the questions he asked when he first started, giving you a blueprint for how to think about fiction podcasting and start telling unique affecting stories. Writing Stories for Sound is going to be an online webinar starting August 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tickets are 50 bucks, and if you can't make it but you grab a seat, you'll be able to get it after the fact. But if you can make it live, you'll be able to ask questions in real time. Check it out for yourself and sign up today at www.nobadideaspodcast.com slash writing sound. That's nobadideaspodcast.com slash writing sound. All right, let's get back to the show. everybody welcome back to no bad ideas after those very very important messages how good they were uh are you guys ready to jump into another bad idea let's do yeah. it all right um so you know guys who doesn't love a wedding who doesn't love going to a wedding it's so much fun you know so many happy people it's it's just great right how open is the bar <laughs> i believe the bar is open <laughs> In this one, is there any redditors who may have been in a certain subreddit recently? Maybe. Go on. <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Alrighty, folks. Uh, straight from the bowels of "Am I the Asshole?" on Reddit, I bring you this story. Mm -hmm. um, the headline reads: "Am I the Asshole for making our guests participate in our?" Puppet themed wedding. Oh my God. I'm so fucking here for this. Wow. <laughs> this was designed for Zach Valenti, like mm -hmm. maybe exclusively. <laughs> the answer is maybe, but not nearly <laughs> on the scale with the people who dosed their whole fucking wedding party with cannabis food. Ooh, yeah. No, that's Oof. worse. That's, um, that's worse. Spoilers. That's worse. I come down on the side of. You are the asshole because you took this too far, puppet people. Not on principle, but let's 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 get through the story and see what you guys think. Okay. So, my fiance, 26 female, and I, 27 male, met at college. Mm -hmm. We were in our school's performing arts program and met in a puppetry class. In the class, we designed our own puppets. Mine named Hatboy and my fiance's Daisy, she's better with names than I am were what we initially used to talk to each other and flirt in class. We fell in love, and in a way, we've considered Hat Boy and Daisy in love as well. We're still, we're still on the sweet side of things. This is still... So far, so good. So yeah. far, so good. Yep. Years after graduating, we still use Hat Boy and Daisy, both at home and at our local, but fairly prominent, theater where we perform puppet shows with high-end Muppet-style puppets. Mm -hmm. While planning our wedding, we realized we wanted Hatboy and Daisy to be a part of the ceremony. Oh boy. They've been a part of us since the beginning, and it just felt right. 
We also invited our entire troupe of puppeteers from the local theater and got the idea that we should have our wedding completely officiated by puppets and that our wedding parties should be made up of puppets and our closest puppeteer friends. We figure it'll make for incredible picture. Holy shit. Excuse me. We figure it'll make for incredible pictures, plural. Sure. Sure. Here's where we aren't sure if we're the assholes or not. We're insisting that all our guests also participate and use puppets. Oh my god. Even the ones that are Even Nana Gomez in her wheelchair. <laughs> in lieu of gifts, we've asked everyone to purchase high quality Whoa. puppets wow. to use during oh our god. wedding. That's commitment. Forget staying together for life. You, uh-huh. you passed on a registry? So that people <laughs> could have puppets? <laughs> we took the guesswork out of it and Holy directed shit. them to several vendors, some of whom offer some really cool options. Um, Everyone wow. could realistically expect to spend between $150 and $500, depending on what sort of details and whatnot they wanted. Uh, I need to take a deep breath before yeah, the next I, part. I could, I could see it in your face that like yeah. this was the turn. <laughs> yeah, this we have now we have now turned. We also want everyone to quote unquote wear their puppets during the entire wedding and reception. All puppets we're suggesting can be mounted on and controlled with just one hand. The puppets are meant to be the guests at the wedding. In the same way all mm-hmm. of our human guests are mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just say there are a lot of people not happy. Both of our parents, my wife's sister, and family members on both sides have complained that this is completely <laughs> unreasonable. They're concerned about how they're going to eat and drink. How are they going to dance? You don't need hands to dance, so I don't know where this complaint came from. We, of course, don't expect people to have their puppets on their hands while in the bathroom, but everywhere else, we'd really like to insist on it. We also made sure that our hors d'oeuvres are all finger food. There will be plenty of cocktail tables so people can put down their drinks. We even made sure that all of the food for the dinner itself is portioned so that it can be eaten in bite size with just a fork without having to use a knife. Wow. We really think this would make for a special day. Can't disagree with you on that, original nope. poster. Nope. We only get to do it once, and I think it will be an event that all of our guests will remember for a lifetime. Still can't disagree with you. We have a hard time believing that once there, they wouldn't have a blast. So, Reddit, I, this man asks, are we the assholes for making what we think is a silly but harmless and reasonable request for our one special day? Thanks for reading. Wow. Oof. I feel Oof. like I need a cigarette and a shot after that. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, this is usually when we bring Am I the Asshole post to this show, the person writing is the victim not the asshole yeah. <laughs> this is one of the rare ones where it's like no you are being the asshole you are um, actually the asshole and and again what hurts is that you've taken it too far like you want to mm-hmm. use the puppets in the wedding fine you want all your professional puppeteers to like be there with puppets fine puppets but officiating a wedding incredibly incredible cute. it's when cousin vinny has gotta get one instead of a look reset for you that it's a problem 
Exactly. Yeah. 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 Consent um, is important in art, everyone. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's see how we're going to art our way out of this one. Uh, ten minute timer starting now. I mean, what's the what's the the joke always uh, about? Like recast this movie with only Muppets except for except one actor. For one person. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like this is now everyone uh is going to this wedding except for one person who forgot their puppet. <laughs> <laughs> and that person is trying to get a date at the wedding. <laughs> I present to you um uh what's his name? Marshall on How I Met Your Mother. Um, oh, Jason um uh, Siegel. Yes, yeah, Jason Siegel's next next romantic comedy. I've already wow. I've already written it for you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's called Forgetting Sarah Marshall, but Sarah Marshall is the puppet that he accidentally left in his hotel room. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and he forgot it before exactly. he went to the wedding. <laughs> no, no, it's forgetting Sarah and Marshall, the couple uh-huh. that's getting married loses their puppets. Oh no. Oh no. I don't know. This is uh this is definitely a uh, a different idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just riffing. So just to flesh out the one man, no puppet, (laughs) no entry, Um, I guess there's the world where he like tries to cobble together a puppet in order to make it. He just takes a sock off, gets the Sharpie out. So, and and like just to do a little bit of like groundwork, it needs to be that like at the rehearsal dinner, he met one of the bridesmaids or something. Yes. And fell fell completely in love love with her. Yes. Because otherwise, there's this element of like, whoops, forgot my puppet. Guess I'm no longer invited to the wedding. I'm going to go drink at the bar across the street where there are Google no puppets. near yep. its pub. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, there needs to be like some reason why he's like, I aside from not getting the couple angry at me, I have to talk my way into this puppet mandatory wedding. You know what? If I... This would be good for Jason Siegel. The other Jason that was sticking in my head was Jason Statham. <laughs> and if like some some spy shenanigans have to go down at this puppet wedding and this grizzled secret agent does not have a puppet but needs a puppet, that would also be funny. Um, I, I, I think we should stick to the idea of and have it be more grounded of Guy falls madly in love with one of the bridesmaids at this wedding. Um, and then for whatever reason, it's like one of those where they they pick you up in the van from the hotel and like drive mm-hmm. you for an hour to get yeah. to the actual site so like can't go back to the hotel to get a puppet no reception can't call an uber it's somewhere exactly. like remote exactly. up in the mountains it's like yeah. a, on an island or something um so they they actually go there by by ferry and the next ferry <laughs> isn't coming for three hours ah, or boom. something there you go yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but okay. So like, he is now faced with his dilemma. Um, uh, like you said, like you know, he could take off a sock and draw and like stick some googly eyes on it. I'm guessing that part of the problem is going to be that like there are standards, sir, at this wedding. Like you know, we don't want to sully the photography by having right. It's it has to have like an articulated mouth joint or something. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a phrase I regret saying immediately. <laughs> yeah, so I guess it's then either a question of sneaking into the wedding or, you know, MacGyvering a puppet from this sort of kooky, out-of-the-way out place where the wedding is happening. I think eventually, I, I, I think the, the honest answer is that, like, you know, eventually he ends up having to, like, make a good puppet. Yeah. Um, but before that, definitely tries to sneak in. 
um, definitely tries to like lure someone out and steal, oh, and their, steal their puppet. Absolutely. Yeah. There's definitely like, you know, a little bit of like, hey, Jim, can you come out for a moment? There's something I need to show you. No, wait, wait, wait. We should really go into the alley. And to... you shoot the suspense sequence from the point of view of the puppet, obviously. <laughs> Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, and the other thing that's that's interesting to me about this whole concept is that like making people interact through their puppets. So like once he has the puppet, mm-hmm. he's gotta talk to the bridesmaid with the puppet. And in character as the puppet though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so like there's just a whole level of of disconnect of like Maybe the puppet's more of an asshole than he is. It's just like when he's trying to perform with the puppet, gets carried away with it or something. I don't know. There's there's some some further wrinkle that we could mine in there. So there's even like an element of like the beaver or something here of kind of, you know. Oh, Lord. He has a, as trying to get his way into his wedding, he has a slight mental break and start sure, to sure like disassociate his own identity no i don't know that it goes that far but but yeah but like maybe he gets like a little too wrapped up in trying to do a good right, job gets a, gets a little carried away in the performance is kind of where where i was i was aiming that gotcha uh, gotcha gotcha that dart on the okay. dartboard right 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 but like you know he does he does a shitty job trying to like talk his way in eventually he ends up doing like too good a job like he gets too in character right 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 gotcha. um and it potentially turns off uh his love interest to add a dart on the dartboard have either of yeah, you please. ever seen or heard of the uh production hand to god yeah i know hand to god um so the premise for anybody who, who's unfamiliar sunday school program has a puppet making workshop boy makes a puppet that he becomes convinced, and I think, per the like story light spoiler, uh, is in fact possessed by the devil. Hmm. And uh, and then this like devil possessed sock puppet terrorizes the town uh, through this this kid. And of course, everybody's just like, "Stop it, Jimmy! You're being inappropriate." Uh-huh. But there's you know darker, more malevolent hell forces at work. So if we wanted to lean even further beyond not going you know instead of not going that far we could uh introduce elements of of magic and and sort of biblical evils right i don't hate it i don't like i like I, that because i kind of want the girls or the the love interest puppet to be actually the devil and like this is how you know you you realize after initial attraction that there's a red flag no 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 guys um <laughs> Uh, perhaps a way to combine all of this uh-huh. is that um, the two people getting married are secretly evil. They're in some, you know, like evil, twisted, soul sucking curse. Uh-huh. Cult. Um, and how are they going to extract all the souls of all the people at their wedding in order to feed them to their dark master, the demon lord, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. through the puppets at their wedding? But then, because our guy has to make his own puppet, his puppet isn't tainted. So once he talks his way in, he's the only one that isn't possessed by the demons that are installing themselves into these people's bodies, much as puppets. And they, so he has to kind of Edgar Wright action comedy his way through oh, to save shit. the person that he's fallen in love with. That's right. I love that. I... I, I... 
No think notes. That's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is yeah, Edgar Wright like, doing? He's, he's got... I think he's making an animated movie now, now that he did last night in Soho. Nope. But, you know, Puppets. this is more important. This is much more important. Um, <laughs> get Nick Frost on the phone yes. immediately. Yes. Yep. Well, um, we now have 58 seconds to workshop a title. Oh, boy. Um, uh, you know, no strings attached. No strings um, attached is right there. That's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else that's that's puppety um right and there can be like some mention that you know like something something he's afraid of commitment but like he could have like a fling with his bridesmaids with no strings attached and then he ends up realizing that he's actually in love with her and that's his growth arc or whatever yeah yeah over over the course of a of a long weekend that takes place at this mysteriously creepy island for reasons of destination (laughs) weddings right no and this makes sense of like why are they going to this like mysterious island in like the fucking middle of the atlantic for no fucking reason well that's because that's where like the sunken demon city of whatever actually is that's, that's right. Where that's it's right. Last known coordinates. Yeah. No. It's just the one piece of Atlantis that survived and turned evil. It's right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, well, that is that is time <laughs> on the last piece of Atlantis that survived and turned evil. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Oh boy. oh boy. Wow. What an idea. Wow. Yep. 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 Well, um, I um, I'm so delighted that this is where we ended up taking this. Um. I also almost forgot to say that um, multiple people sent me this idea, but I think the first one was friend of the show, Ben Swerdlow. So uh, props to Ben for locating this uh, and sending it our way and uh, having it end up here on No Bad Ideas. Um, Well done. This was a great find. Truly incredible. Edgar Wright, thank Ben. Yes, yes, for your next big project. There you go. (laughs) This has been No Bad Ideas, produced by Gabrielle Urbina, Sarah Shackett, and Zach Valenti. Many thanks to our patrons for their partnership in making this show happen. And a special shout out to our idealist members, Jennifer Schneider, Rena Sarame, Jeffrey Felsher, and Dia. Today's episode features music by State Shirt and Jazar from freemusicarchive.org. You can support the show at nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. And if you love this show, please leave a rating or review wherever you listen and share it with someone you love.